Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 199. I'm your host, Chris Britton, and let's go! Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today is my sexy ranch hand co-host Calder Ness. What is going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Not much, Chris. <laughs> Let's get rowdy. Ha! Hey, can you uh, tell I feel about a million times better this week than I did last week? I can tell. You lost. You done kicked cold. Oh, I'm so happy. And it was right in time for some amazing things that happened this week. We'll get into. Let's start off with you, though. Uh, what ha- what made you happy this week, man? Man, you know what made me really happy was playing more D&D. I tell you what, that just lights a fire in my soul. Besides that, we're almost done cabin. If you don't know that, that's when all the all the heifers gave birth to babies, and we only got about a few more left. I'm, I'm real excited. So you're still playing your, uh, what is it, a lawful good druid? No. Oh, ah, druid, get out of here. Paladin. Paladin. Uh, I'm so, sorry. Wow. Disgusting. I I, think, I did not know. So I was a little bit uh, brain dead last time we played, and I completely forgot I had lay on hands as a level one paladin, and I let people die. I, I felt bad. <laughs> you're the worst paladin ever. Yep. Yes, yes, I was. And okay. by the way, the, the NPC is better than me. Like, the, the kid NPC that follows us around, he was rolling 20s like crazy, and my D20 rolls were horrible. Horrible this week. Just bad. You got you have to pray to RN Jesus, man. He's the only R-N-Jesus. one that will turn around your numbers. True. That's true. <laughs> All right, you want to hear what happened to me this week? Some I'm excited. Tell un- me. Unbelievable oh, stuff. I didn't post any of it to Twitter this week, but I will after the podcast. So couple things. One, I got strangely addicted to a mobile game that I really hope some people out there will start playing with me. <laughs> it's called Marvel Strike Force, and it's addicting, man. I'm not joking. If anybody out there has played um, Avengers Alliance, it was on Facebook for a while, or I've heard it's like a Star Wars mobile game. It's like a ripoff of that game, but I never played that one, so I don't even know what it's called. But basically... You just build, like, teams of heroes and villains, and then you go fight. The graphics are fantastic. You level up super quickly, so I feel like I'm actually getting stuff done. And unlike some of these other games that I've played in the past that are huge time sinks. Have you ever played one of those games where you have to, like, wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and play the game? Marvel Contest of Champions? Yes, I have, Chris. (laughs) Yes, I have. Okay, this is like that, but not to that extent, where you're waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I, I assume there's some other people out there that have had, like, a Farmville or some other game in their life that they're playing that is along that lines. This is like that, but not as bad. <laughs> like, your family won't go, why are you neglecting us and only playing Marvel Strike Force if you play this game? So, if you end up playing this game, if, if I've encouraged you to play... Uh, let Calder or I know on Facebook and Twitter. I'm, and... I'm hooked now. It actually has a really good trailer. So actually, if you're going to do anything, at least watch the trailer because it's hilarious. It's oh, awesome. did, there's a trailer for it? Yeah, there's like a little video trailer. Oh, I, I didn't even know that. Awesome, yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, well, heck, I might add... I'll, I'll throw that in the show notes. Why not? 
All right, uh, oh. moving on because that's about that's a limited hangout. Uh, the second thing, the more important thing, the thing that made me ecstatically happy this week is I went to Indianapolis Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was cool. I mean, yeah. that was that was fun. Um, there was some really cool stuff there. Uh, I I went for one reason, really, and one reason only, other than Jaylene dragging me along because she's like. We have to go see Yaya Han. I think that's. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not gonna say anything. She's a famous cosplayer. Jaylene's like, we have to go see her because Jaylene likes to cosplay. Sometimes we cosplay together. You knew that, but, yeah. uh, yeah. So I don't know. That's why she wanted to go. That's not why I wanted to go. I wanted to go for Peter David. <laughs> yeah. He is an unbelievable comic book writer. Uh, he is by far one of my comic, my favorite comic book writers of all time. That is not a joke. And not only did I get to meet said individual, but said individual actually turned out to be really freaking cool. So, uh -huh. so I didn't even have like, I I don't I I think I went early enough in the morning that his booth wasn't packed or anything. I got to basically walk up right to his booth and start talking to him. Anyway, I ended up buying uh, this memoir that was written by him and another person about Stanley, which he signed. But in the vein of Heroclix, uh, I did bring a Heroclix card. And, oh, all right. Yeah, right? So um, he didn't even know what Heroclix was, but, which – Not that surprising. Did, yeah, that, that was not surprising at all. <laughs> at all. But um, I got to teach Peter David what Heroclix were because when he went to sign this card, he's like, what is this? And I was trying to explain to him, and I was like, oh, it's like uh, it's like chess, but with superheroes. And he's like, oh, do you mind if I read this card? And I was like, no, go ahead. So I literally just stood there in like 30 seconds of silence <laughs> with Peter David as he's like reading oh, this card. So oh. those of you that are curious about the card itself, uh, none other than the girl who knows stuff, Layla Miller from Peter David's X Factor run. Now, oh. Ed, Peter David has done some unbelievable stuff. He is he has spent years of his life writing Hulk. He's done a lot of work on Spider-Man. He did like 80 issues of uh, Supergirl. But my favorite stuff that I've ever read by him is definitely for sure going to be X-Factor with Jamie Madrox. And I fell in love with characters from this like storyline that I didn't have any interest in at all, period, before. M. Like, I didn't know who that was. Monet, I didn't know who that was. Mondo, I started loving Mondo. Shatterstar and Richter, loved those two. And I was, like, just legitimately standing there hanging out with Peter David, and we were just talking about that. And he's like, yeah, and I was throwing some some ideas across Brian Michael Bendis. And he's, like, throwing these names out, like, oh, nice. like no big deal. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. I was like, was it your idea to make uh, Jamie and, and Layla get to – or um, uh, Miller get together and she's like um, or he's like yeah it was and uh, then he just starts going on this story about how he had this idea to put these two characters together and uh, I was like this is inside information uh, like background information that no one probably will ever get about X Factor and one of my favorite storylines of all time which is one of the very few things on my reread list from Marvel Comics but it definitely is on there. And now knowing that Peter David is as cool as he is and nice and exceptionally humble, I am definitely, definitely going to go and pick up 
uh, like these trade paperbacks and stuff just be, for my collection, for my personal collection. Because that is so awesome. It's so cool, man. He was so awesome. But yeah. I did get a lot of pictures. Well, not a lot of pictures, but a few pictures. Uh, of some cosplayers and stuff at Indiana Comic Con. I'll throw those up on Twitter just because I think that they're interesting. And then I will throw a picture of that signed card up onto Twitter as well just because it's kind of bragging rights at the same time, and I'm just really excited about it. Maybe somebody out there is interested in it. Who knows? But do uh, you have any questions or anything about Comic Con before we move on? What was the, the best costume you saw? The best costume? Okay, so... We went to the cosplay contest, as we do every year, and there were some exceptional costumes, like there always are, but a few of the ones that stood out, there was like a 15-foot-tall Thanos. I'm not joking. It was was ridiculously tall. Um, And when the person, like, got done walking across, they couldn't actually walk up on stage because it was, like, a person on stilts and stuff, but they were walking along the bottom of the stage, and... The the hosts of the thing were like, can you twerk in that? And <laughs> the no. guy in the Thanos costume legitimately turned around and started twerking. So I got to wow. see that happen. Um, there was someone that was cosplaying Snorlax from Pokemon. But it sick. was like this armored version of Snorlax, which was really cool. It was like a World of Warcraft uh, Snorlax mashup. Uh, I saw a hot girl and a uh, Hawkman duo. They were together. Clear, I'm pretty sure it was like oh, a husband cool. and wife, and that was what they decided to do. It was it's awesome, and I actually got a picture of these two. I'll throw that up on Twitter. Uh, there's some, there's just some really good stuff. And then as always, there's like a million people dressed up as anime that I have no idea what it is. What is anime? That's a good question, Chris. Well, I'm like the, they. <laughs> Because these people pick some of the most obscure animes ever. Oh, to they dress do. Up as. They do, and they and expect then, you to know them. Like, really, I'm Satsuke yeah. Satsuno Saruda from like whatever. Like, okay. Like, sure. no one knows who you are except for you. Now that's fine. Go do you. That's fine. But I'm like, I just I can't appreciate it as much as I probably would appreciate like Thanos twerking up on stage. Like, obviously, <laughs> obviously. So um, there was a lot of anime costumes. A lot. There was one really good Batman. It was actually the only Batman, which was a surprise. What? Uh, no. Usually there's, you know, there's yeah. always like a ton of Batmans, a ton of Deadpools. Deadpools, Harley uh, Quinns, etc. There's all yeah. those. There's always like these nine-year-old girls that are cosplaying as Harley Quinn, which, by the way, that is a horrible role model for your nine-year-old to have. Harley Quinn. <laughs> I, you know, I want to, like, speak up on this, but I know a lot of cosplay friends who have, like, daughters, and they both just, like, love Harley Quinn. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything, but all right. You, you yeah, know, you your kids to do whatever. That's that's a really hairy issue to get into. I'm just saying that is not a, a role model that nine-year-old little girls should have, uh, especially the one from the most recent movie. Oh, jeez. Uh, mm. Yeah, not not mm. have – yeah, whatever. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Hero Clicks. What's yeah, that? yeah, well, yeah, we've got some, we got a <laughs> lot of news in HeroClix, so let's uh, get into that. All right, so we got some spoiled dials uh, on upcoming OP sets. We got some spoiled dials on upcoming convention exclusives, and then we just got to mention on some other uh, uh, convention exclusives 
that are coming out. So I'm just going to read real quick through the list of ones that they did not spoil, and then we'll get into the dials of the other ones that they did spoil. So we know that there is going to be a Gwynpool. Uh, we're going to get a Colossal Starro, which is awesome. Even if they use the old school sculpt like they've kind of been doing recently because they just got done using... Uh, Sinestro, they oh, reclicked yeah. him. That's fine, because that's actually a really, really good sculpt, and they haven't made Starro in forever. But it's a, I mean, more Colossals, the better, in my head. Uh, we know that there are two more ID cards coming out, Joker and Two-Face, still sticking in the vein of what we talked about, which were, why would these bad guys have ID cards? They're probably Arkham Asylum inmates. Yep. So uh, that's still there. Now, we did get spoiled a couple dials for – let's start – let's stick with the uh, convention exclusives first. We got the Joker, I, we got oh Thanos, yes, and we got Thanos Copter. I do want to say really quick, Gwenpool, you can just take all my money right there. Uh, that's just the cashiest cash grab in the world they could ever do, and it's good. I love Gwenpool. Oh, I love her so much. Oh, I just finished reading – I had been putting off the last two issues of her run – just like recently, I'm like, I'm not going to read it. I'm not ready to try yet. And then I read them last week. And I'm like, oh, man, that was that was beautiful. All right. Well, hit us with whatever one you want to talk about first. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the ones that did, let's, uh, let's talk about Thanos. Then we can go into other, other things. So this Thanos is from, like, a weird Spidey Super Stories. You've probably seen the pictures on the Internet where he's, like, being a complete buffoon and, like, dropping the Cosmic Cube or doing something really dumb. This is that Thanos. So this isn't the Mad Titan World Conqueror Thanos we're used to. This is a weird Golden Age goofy Thanos. Uh, so real quick, real name is Thanos. Check that out. He has nine clicks of life. He is six range. Uh, he has no team ability and also no special combat symbols. So he's a little lacking. Uh, but we'll get to see how he fixes that a little bit later. Uh, he's got a trait. Doggone it. Uh, at the beginning of your turn, if there are none... Generate a, a giant hound dog bystander. Giant hound dog. Giant hound dog. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. Uh, he has plasticity and incapacitate with a 6, 9. Uh, sorry, 6 movement, 9 attack, 15 defense, 1 damage. Nothing really special there, but is a free bystander to bring in and tie up enemies. Uh, his dial kind of begins like this, and we'll go into the rest of the special powers. He's got running shot, pulse wave, toughness, and probability control. His top clicks are the same with an 8 movement, 10 attack, 18 defense, and 3 damage. After that, he rolls into for 4 clicks of leap climb. He still has pulse wave. He gets a special defense power, which is a stop click, which is stop, vulnerability, and whoops, he almost made me drop it. Gets the cosmic cube there. And then as special damage power for 4 clicks, while well, he has leap climb of all things, oh my goodness. Uh, he has, uh, with the cube, I don't have to take orders from anyone anymore. Power Cosmic, Perplex, Probability Control, Modify Range Value by plus two. Uh, and then it kind of actually goes in to tell you what the symbol does, and it actually says Power Cosmic stops any outwit that would target Thanos, which is very interesting that it says that, but it also doesn't mention it gives him willpower. But that's okay. Uh, baby steps, Whiskits, baby steps. So technically he does have willpower for four clicks of his dial, Sadly, it is with Leap Climb, but he does have some nice Pulse Wave right away. Uh, later in his dial, once he kind of loses that, he gets Quake and Charge with some Mastermind. And on his very last click, he gets Earthbound Neutralized, 
regeneration and battle fury. It's a little weird that he gets earthbound neutralized when he actually doesn't have any special combat symbols at all. It's just kind of there, it seems. I don't really understand why, but it's okay. The fact, this is what makes this Thanos good. And this is the only thing that makes this Thanos good, because overall, for 125 points, he isn't really that great. He has the eternal and cosmic keyword, which means for five points with your little blue flame tokens, you can now give Unimind Pulse Wave. This is the only way to give Unimind Pulse Wave in modern age, and it makes him that much more terrifying. Wow, what a great idea, WizKids. <laughs> Make a convention exclusive that gives the single most powerful, arguably, power in the game to an already meta figure. I love their, their foresight. They're just Why? Uh... Why would they do this? But I will say this. Um, you know how we talk about rules lawyers in the game of Heroclix? Yes. Okay, so let's go back to that power. The one with the cube, the one where you think that it gives you power cosmic, but then in brackets it says, the, and it gives the power cosmic symbol, stops any outwit that targets Thanos. I could see someone making an argument that this is not actually power cosmic. Interesting. Okay. And I think that that's what they meant by it, but you could definitely make the argument that because they put that in brackets, they didn't need to based off of the precedent that power cosmic on a character when they get power cosmic it never said that before this is almost like its own new thing which means you could make an argument that this thanos does not have willpower mm, they very well could so i don't know however i it can is weird. see where someone could argue that i guess we'll see time will tell i suppose yes all right let's move on to the joker now, this one seems to be the figure that people are talking most about on at least Reddit and the couple of other places that I've seen. It does some weird stuff, but people are mostly just excited for it. I'm not really sure why. There's only like a million Jokers out there, but we'll get into it. Starting off with the Arkham Asylum, Gotham City, Underworld, Celebrity, Future, and Monster keywords. Coming in at 100 points with Endom, 5 range, and 1 bolt. We have... Let's see. Top dial, 10 speed with stealth. 11 attack with a special power that says, I'm going to kill everyone in this room. Poison. When the Joker uses it, he has improved targeting, ignores hindering terrain, and characters. All opposing characters within three squares and line of fire are considered adjacent. So, you can poison three squares out as long as they're not behind blocking terrain or anything or a wall. So, that's kind of cool. Pretty good. Um... We also have 18 defense with Mastermind and 3 damage top dial with a special da uh, damage power called Clown Prince of Crime. Gives him leadership and outwit. Okay, so this is a 7-click long dial. Those first two clicks are going to be identical, uh, except for the stats drop just a tad with a, on speed and def on defense. He goes into two clicks of running shot pulse wave for some reason with... The never good combo of shape change super senses. Oh yeah, that's not good. Nope. And then two clicks of flurry blades with super senses and exploit. So you know, flurry blades exploit. That's never good. Oh no. And then this weird last click that has earthbound neutralized, six speed, zero attack, zero damage with outwit, and a special defense power called with a devil's strength he twists. Stop. 
The Joker can't be healed. If the Joker is KO'd by an opposing character, that character modifies its defense negative one for the rest of the game. Okay. That's, that's not bad for you, you know? Kind of like a last-minute hmm. hurrah for the Joker. But, but there's more. Here's where it gets wonky. Uh, if the Joker would be KO'd by pushing damage, choose an opposing character and modify its combat values negative one for the rest of the game. <laughs> so if you push your Joker to death, you, I guess, man, you really want to, if you are going to attack this Joker, you need to make sure that you can do at least one more damage to get him off of that click. Now, it should be said that he doesn't have any defensive anything other than it's a stop click. So it, it's not like he has shape change, super senses anymore, and he doesn't have any reducer. So theoretically, you could just poison him to death. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He is wearing a pretty snazzy suit, though. It's white. Oh, um, yes. Suit, and he's got a gun in his right the, hand. Yeah, uh, so. Batman Dark, Dark Knight Returns Joker is really cool. It just kind of... People were just angry that they didn't make the Joker for the Elseworlds chases, so this just helps round out that entire Elseworlds character set, pretty much. And, yeah, I like it. I always like to look at this Joker. I think for 100 points, he's actually pretty good. I think he'll see some play on some Markham Asylum and Gotham City Underworld teams, so that's pretty cool. Meta-wise, no, not, not going to happen. But... I mean, at least they made it. It's cool, and it's probably the, your snazziest-looking Joker ever made. I'm going to say potentially as a call-in with the Joker okay. card. Just maybe. We shall see. We shall see. Well, I guess if you call in and you could poison out three squares, if there's a bunch of non-reducing characters, the only and thing he, is he's yeah, 100 points. Way. That is true. That's oh. true. Yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, moving on to the Q-powered Thanos copter. So, as a joke, uh, whenever they introduced, they said, oh, we're going to give Marvel vehicles. Everybody kind of says, like, oh, the spider buggy, oh, make the Thanos copter. They actually made the Thanos copter, and this is hilarious. Uh, they could have gave us a normal helicopter and just made it really lame with Thanos on the side, but instead they decided to make a slightly overcosted, if you ask me, cube-powered Thanos copter. So it has traits. It's me, the Thanos copter, which is interesting. Uh, passenger 2, when, when an adjacent opposing character is given a free or power action, after resolutions, deal that character one penetrating damage. So, I don't know, maybe getting hit by blades or something. It's, it's interesting. So the Thanos Copter is chock full of powers. It actually has the Power Cosmic Team ability, which is awesome. It has improved uh, Line of Fire, so improved seeing. It has ignores Elevated and Hindering Terrain, which is pretty awesome. It starts off, it has... A couple of different point lines, so six point lines, 475, 375, 275, 150, 100, and then just 50 points. It's got flight, and it's got the Q-Power Thanos Copter, and then there's just the normal Thanos Copter side of it. The normal Thanos Copter uh, is going to go, oh, no, let's, we just lost it here, has another ability, it's me, Thanos, so... When a character named Thanos and all opposing characters that aren't vehicles or named Thanos, they modify their speed values by negative... They modify their speed and range for negative two, which is pretty neat. So the cube power copter goes... Oh, man, clicking through this is a pain in the butt. Has a 12 movement running shot, 12 attack, energy explosion, 19 defense with invincible, 5 damage, shape change top dial. It kind of keeps... Uh, it's four clicks of basically that power set. It loses shape change right away after it takes one damage and gains probability control with a solid five damage. And then for 375, 100 points left, it starts with flurry, blades, impervious, and shape change uh, for four clicks. All the same stats with an 
11 movement, 12 attack, 18 defense, 4 damage. Then it moves into 4 clicks of hypersonic, no attack power, 18 defense, vulnerability, and 3 damage, perplex. And then after those 4 clicks, it moves into 4 clicks of sidestep, precision strike, toughness, and no damage power. After those 4 clicks, it gets 3 clicks of charge, super strength, toughness, and battle fury. And yeah, so that is the, whatever, 275.1 is the yellow starting line. It's impossible for me to actually see what the yellow starting line is. It's really hard. So that's the cube-powered. The normal Thanos copter just has passenger one, sadly. And it actually is the vehicle symbol. The other Thanos copter can be played by its own as just a character. Because it's like sentient or something, I guess. I don't know. So, um, okay, did you mention what number the yellow line is? The yellow line for the cube-powered one is 275. Well, I'm, I'm saying what oh, click sorry. number. It's a uh, nine. Well, nine is a click number. Yep. Um, to do, yep, nine it is. So this is weird, because it's like almost two entirely different figures in one figure. That is true. Which, yeah. by the way, um, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but it is a two-by-three dial. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Uh, so that's pretty cool, which makes sense. It's a freaking helicopter. Yep. Uh, but uh, I don't. I, how do you feel about this? You know... It's really weird. Like, I, I... I see a lot of people online, they're talking about running it at the 150-point <laughs> line, but I can't figure out why exactly. Oh, so we haven't really gotten to the normal Thanos copter side. Uh, the 150-point line, I'm not really totally feeling it, of course, unless you have a really good pilot, and it doesn't actually have a way of stopping any of the damage, and I keep clicking the wrong way to go see this. So, like I said, its only trait is that opposing characters that aren't vehicles named Thanos modify their speed and range by negative two, which is good, since it's just all opposing characters, period. That is pretty amazing, to be honest with you. But I don't see why running it at 150. So at 150, it is a total vehicle line, so it has zero attack and damage the entire time. It has a 9 running shot and 18 defense with toughness, top dial, and that is the 150 line. It kind of keeps that, then it goes into Quake, and then Sidestep and some Perplex later. But for 50 points less, you get a 9 running shot with 17 defense and toughness, so really not missing too much out and saving yourself 50 points. And it also, two clicks later, gets Sidestep with Quake and Perplex. So to me, I, I'd rather just run it at 100 and take that 1L to defense. Or you can run it at 50, where it has running shot, ESD, uh, with an 8 movement on running shot and 16 defense, ESD. And then two clicks later, once again, it gets sidestep, quake, and perplex. And then the rest of the dial is basically force blast, willpower, and then all the way at the end, it gets earthbound neutralized, and then blades, claws, fangs, which I guess that means it's not a vehicle anymore, or it's No, 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 it is. You gotta read these, you gotta read these, uh, power names. Oh, it's hilarious. Okay. So, so, the, num the name of the blades power, is be careful playing near helicopters. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, I will say this. For a 50-point dial on just the regular Thanos copter, you get a 10-click long dial. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So there's that. I don't know. I, I mentioned online, I, I thought that these kind of... You know, they're not the best. They're cool, they're interesting. And I just don't see these. They need some milk. I'll, I'll put it that way. I agree. So uh, let's let's move on. Unless you got anything less less you want to say. Uh, that is all I need to say about these previews. Okay. Well, we did get a spoiled April OP kit that does include a blue beetle, a blue beetle, and and the wizard. 
<laughs> so I can't wait to talk about those. Here's the one I want to talk about because I think it's funny. Because someone called this, I believe it was I believe it was Citizen Collectible that called this on Twitter. He was talking. Remember we were talking about what's going to be the next like OP figure that was going to be meta. Oh yeah. Well, we assumed that it was going to be a pick a power. Guess what we have? A pick a power piece. Ooh. So zero uh, zero nine Blue Beetle. This is Jamie Reyes, by the way. This is the Teen Titans Blue Beetle. Uh, he does have the Teen Titans and armor keyword coming in at seventy five point six range, one bolt. We have a five-click long dial. Starts off with flight, running shot, eight speed, ten attack with a special attack power, 18 defense with toughness, and a naked three damage. So the attack power that he has for the first three clicks is called Scarab Assisted Threat Adaption. At the beginning of your turn, you may choose a standard attack power. Blue Beetle can use that power this turn. If Blue Beetle has no action tokens, he may choose Outwit instead. Now... I don't know if I agree that this is meta, but we did kind of knew we knew that there was another uh, pick a power piece, and yep. it works for sure. Um, he has four uh, four clicks of ten attack. The last two clicks he does get. Uh, let's see, Pinsai with ESD on click number four, but Regen on number five, which makes sense if you know anything about Jamie Reyes. Uh, he has sidestep on both of those clicks and outwit on both of those clicks. So he does have a for 75 points. You have an entire click of uh, an entire dial of outwit if you so choose. Very true. But other than that, I mean, you could uh, single target pulse wave, or I guess you could. Uh, well, you only have one bolt, but because of the change to energy explosion, at least you'll be splashing two damage off into people. So I don't know. This figure's okay. I'd find him somewhere in the middle. Uh, I really quite like him. It's just the only thing is that he has five clicks. That's the only really rough part about this piece. Yeah, I think that they probably should have made him 50 points for what you get. Uh, 60. Only because this Ted is 50 points, and if this is what we're basing 50 points off of, yeah. All right, uh, but speaking of that, I'll hit you with Ted right now. Uh, he has Justice League International, Super Buddies, and Scientist, as you should. His dial looks a little something like this. He's got an 8 movement stealth right away, 10 attack with nothing, 17 defense with combat reflexes, 2 damage with special damage power. He has special damage power for the first 2 clicks of his dial, then he gets a enhancement for 2 clicks, and then he goes back to his special damage power, and special damage power reads, Resident Brain and Tech Genius, Blue Beetle can use enhancement. Blue Beetle can use perplex, but only to target friendly characters, and he can't modify damage values, which is pretty darn good. So perplex an enhancement from his little stealth corner of the world, and if anybody tries to come up on him, he'll have a 19 defense up close, which is pretty great. And then he moves into the kind of the blue beetle we know and love when he's actually going to go out there shooting and booting. He has an 8 running shot and a 7 running shot for 2 clicks, and then he has a 10 and 9 attack with incapacitate, and he has ESD when he's going to be out in the world shooting, I guess, is kind of this is his little go get him with a BB gun clicks. And then on click 4 and 5, he has sidestep and back to combat reflexes. And like I said, he has normal enhancement for one of those clicks. And then his special enhancement perplex, he kind of goes back to being like, okay, I got a little hurt. Let's just go back to being the tech guy. And I, th right, well, I think it's a fun blue beetle. Fun blue beetle? Fun. Underpa underpowered? Underpowered, yes. Okay. Needs milk? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the last figure that we did have Technically the last figure that we really got spoiled before we move on to something a little weird that WizKids decided to do because they're WizKids. But uh, the Wizard, 008, coming in with four clicks of life, no special combat symbols, seven 
Oh, he has a Mystic's team ability. Seven range, one bolt, 35 points, which is pretty low on the point total. Totem, uh, totem pole. We have the Injustice League. This is Secret Society of Super Villains. Man, there's a lot of S's. Yep. Okay. So, first three clicks has a special speed power called Key to the Ghost Zone. The wizard can use stealth. Give the wizard a free action when he occupies hindering terrain and place him in a square of hindering terrain within four squares and line of fire. I think that is a really cool power. Oh, that is awesome. By the way, really, really cool power. In addition to this, what? He has a nine attack on top dial, but he's a 35-point figure. You don't expect him to be an attacker. He has smoke cloud. <laughs> so all those people that are like, oh, the smoke cloud should be free. Well, you get a move for free with this one. So can, you can move him for free and then power action your smoke cloud out, which is really cool. And he has stealth, so you can at least give it to yourself. And he has a seven range. Sorry. Yeah, he has seven range. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Uh, not to mention the Mystic's team ability. So even if they do want to hit him, bar invincible they're taking damage so that's cool uh he does have a couple clicks of willpower 17 defense top dial and then followed by two clicks of super senses four clicks of this last power called gastonbury wand adjacent friendly characters modify their damage values by plus one making a close or range attack so in my head initially when i was reading that i was wondering why didn't they just give him enhancement and power that's what i thought too it would have saved a lot of wording. I mean, there's really not... You're not really fighting for space on this card. There's plenty of room to put in useless words, but why not just put enhancement in power? I think because it specifically says that it's a closer ranged attack versus being part of, like, a ranged action. Oh, close sure. action. So it doesn't work as well as the other two. Very true. So, I don't know. I, I, I think this figure is actually really good for 35 points. Oh, no. Uh, this wizard is amazing. So, f uh, anybody out there that actually loves the Injustice League keyword that has not really gotten that much love over the years, here's a good figure for you for 35 points. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, this, I don't, I don't know. Do you think that this piece will see play for just popping out random smoke cloud everywhere for funsies? Plus, he has willpower, so he can do it twice. Oh, I totally think he's going to see play. Uh, I think this is bar none the best figure in this little OP kit as a little sport cat. He's great. Uh, agree. So, um, <laughs> before we move on to what is most assuredly the uh, greatest Wiz hero click set of all time, uh, WizKids' is April Fool's joke, <laughs> uh, which figures out of the, what, we got six here, uh, which figures need milk, Calder? I'm going to say Jaime Reyes needs milk. Which one? Which Ray, uh, Reyes needs milk? Yeah, Reyes needs milk. I think Thanos does too. Thanos does, yes. Uh, by himself, he's gonna get used with Unimine, but by himself, oh, he's sure. not. He's not good. So uh, Thanos and Jamie Reyes. Oh, oh he needs some milk. All right, let's move on to whatever WizKids thought was funny when doing this. Mecha Hero clicks. Ah, uh, the Big Lebowski gravity feed. You can't miss a 7-10 bowling split, but you can't miss this hero click set. Oh, uh, man. This is uh, chock full of references, and I absolutely love it. I saw it uh, posted by Alliance Game Distributors, and it's great. So this hero click set will leave your opponent saying, I had a rough night. Early feedback has said how incredible this set will be, and others have said, well, yeah, that's just like your opinion, man. In this 24-count gravity feed, there are 19 different figures to collect. The rarity breakdown is as follows. 
Nine common figures, eight rare figures, two chase figures with an impulse-friendly price point, single-figure foil packs are great to purchase for new and established players as well. MSRP for a foil pack is $2.99. So, settable unit is going to be the Big Lebowski Hero Click set. And the expected release date is going to be January 1st, 1970. Man, I can't wait. It's going to be a while, but can't wait. Uh now, I will say that someone took the time to make these, so I think we we should do a service to whoever thought that this was funny. Well, we can go through these briefly, but these are not real hero clicks. Unless you want to make a real hero clicks, and I, I, guess... I will. I mean, it's all laid out for you right here. If you can try to remove the not final image on all these, which kind of sucks. But hey, if, if you guys want to make sculpts for these, I will gladly pay you for them because I'm a huge Lebowski fan. So, all right, all right Chris, do you wanna you wanna start us off here? Uh, okay, so a couple things. One, there are some exceptionally well named powers oh, yeah. on these dials. So, if you are a big fan of the of the Big Lebowski, you should definitely go and at least read these. You'll get a little kick out of it. But let's start off with Walter, uh, the bowling team and soldier keywords. Seventy click. Dial, uh, 70 point click, uh, we have 5 range. He does a little bit of charge and incapacitate, got some toughness and exploit. He's a 6, long, six click long dial. And as you would expect, Walter, he kind of holds out. He's got toughness for a while on the dial. The toughness is called uh, Friends Face Down in the Muck and Nam. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I thought that was, that was pretty funny. The uh, set symbol, by the way. Is a bowling ball. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, go on. What else? All right, do you want to cover his trait at least? Just to uh, see the special power he's got. How did I miss that? I don't yeah. Know. Uh, mark at zero. When Walter would take damage from an attack, roll 2d6. If your roll is higher than that attack roll, Walter takes zero damage instead. <laughs> I like uh, it. That's awesome. All right, next up is Donnie. He just has the bowling team keyword. Uh, he's got two traits. Yeah, Donnie's only coming in at 30 points, though, and he's got a five-click long dial. He is the weakest one of the bunch. Uh, I don't want to spoil it quite yet, but if you haven't seen Big Lebowski yet, uh, one of these powers may give away something that happens later. Anyways, his first trait is Slam and Strikes tonight. When Donnie KOs an opposing character with an attack, after resolutions, roll 2d6 on two fives or a four and a six, which is a ten. Uh, KO all opposing characters adjacent to the KO'd, po to the KO'd character. So he's you're setting up pins, and he's knocking them down. And then the second trait is Goodnight, Sweet Prince. When Donnie is KO'd, choose a friendly character. That character can use Smoke Cloud for the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, his dial, he's got three clicks of Precision Strike up front, and then he's got three clicks of ESD down the back. And his last four clicks of his five-click long dial have a special damage power called Donnie, shut up. Donnie is given a costed action. Any opponent may say, Donnie, shut up. If someone does, he can't attack that character after resolutions, roll d d6, and heal him, equal to half the result. Huh. That is so, like, meta. Uh, not <laughs> meta as in the sense of this game, but, like, when you're playing a game and you acknowledge that it's a game and you're, like, breaking the fourth wall, Yep. that's funny. So, uh, I like it. Um, I will, let's talk about, how, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Is pretty it, sure it's Uli. Uli? Okay. Uli, Uli the Nihilist. Uh, nihilist! Okay, wait. You say Nihilist? I'm pretty sure it's Nihilist. 90% sure. Maybe I'm wrong. I've always pronounced it Nihilist. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm an English major. Okay. 30 points. Four-click long dial, no special combat symbols. Has an entire dial of a special speed power called 
We believe in nothing. This power has no effect. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, he has a nine attack and blades the whole dial. Uh, except for the last click, he has a eight attack. He has a special defense power. Starts top dial with 16 defense called No Funny Stuff. When Uli the Nihilist is attacked, modify his, his defense by the difference between the number of special powers he has displayed and those displayed by his attacker. So, uh, I guess if they don't have any special powers showing on their top dial and you have three, you get to add three to his defense, which is awesome. I think that's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. And then he does have a special damage power called... Uh, I can't even read that. It's so blurry. What's it say? Uh, nice Marmot, I think. Okay. Power. Once per game, if you occupy water terrain, generate a marmot bystander token. I don't know if it's and a marmot then, or a marmot. I don't know what accent this was. Is that, a, is that a monkey or a type of monkey? I can't remember. I don't I don't know. Um, anyway, we have a bystander token that has 11 attack and 2 damage with flurry, and it's a tiny character. And oh, it, it has the new symbol! Yeah, it's got the new stripe symbol. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, that's going to be the bystanders. What is that power called or that symbol called again? It's the one that they're putting on all the bystander tokens where the actions don't cost against your action yeah, it's total? Yeah, um, atomic. Not atomic, but it's Autonomous. like... Autonomous! Autonomous, yeah, that's what it is. There it is. Thank you. This is why we work so well together. Oh, yeah. We always... See? We have 50%, and then the other gives us the other 50% to 100%. Not good at English, better at math. You Keep complete going. me, Chris. Huh. <laughs> All right, last but not least, 001, the dude. Bowling team and detective keywords. Uh, two traits, the dude abides. When the dude misses all targets of his attack, he's immune until your next turn. So he can't be moved, placed, damaged, or targeted by opponents, which is pretty sweet. His second trait is the rug. Really tied the room together, man. At the beginning of your turn, if the dude occupies a square with the standard light object in it, heal him one click. And his dial looks something like this. He's got six clicks long for 60 points. He has first four clicks of sidestep, two clicks of combat reflexes, then two clicks of toughness. His damage, uh, then his defense kind of goes into two clicks of willpower right there at the end. When he loses sidestep, by the way, in the last two clicks, five and six, he gets quake. This aggression will not stand, and you finally killed my car. Uh, and then his damage power kind of looks something like this. He's got three clicks of perplex, and then three clicks of probability control. <sighs> That's just like your opinion, man. And that rounds out the uh, NECA, WizKids, HeroClix, April Fool's joke, Big Lebowski set. Hello. All right, so Chris is doing Chris things. So I actually think this could have been a lot worse for, you know, like as as far as HeroClix goes. They could have made a joke Predator set. I mean, NECA owns that for action figures and whatnot, too. So they could have given us, like, our hopes about something we actually, like, really wanted, like, really incredibly wanted, like, they could have really messed with us, but no, instead, they just, uh, gave us Big Lebowski, which is, you know, it, oh, let's be honest, who wouldn't want a Big Lebowski set? I mean, it'd be just kind of cool, and that's really about it. Just trying to squeeze, uh, 19 figures out of the set would be a bit much, obviously, we can make a Jesus and stuff, and a few other characters, but... Hey, I'm back! Hey, there he is. All right, I try to talk and just keep talking. No, I appreciate that. Uh, I knew that. I knew what you were doing. Thanks, man. My, I turned my mic off for for a reason, which was to cough to death, and then I uh, forgot to turn it back on, and then I was talking, and then that happened. So, uh, 
But yeah, okay. Good on WizKids for doing something cool for April's Fools. I do want WizKids in the future to do more zany stuff like this. I think this is fun. It was just like a nice little, I don't know, have fun, guys. Get you through the week. Kind of the same thing we do, just messing around and entertaining people. Exactly. Only they make way more money doing it than we do. <laughs> that is true. Okay, moving on to the last uh, thing, and this is going to be an article, once again, that WizKids put out in addition to all of the convention-exclusive information that they put out on their website. This is about the road to world. So I am going to read a little bit of this because I think it actually should be read if you did not see this because this is going to change some people's actual lives. Um, if you had plans to go to Origins this year because you're specifically – well, I'll just read it. You'll understand. So – uh, skipping ahead because they're just talking about origins at the beginning said we understand that some players are, players are uneasy that they don't have full clarity on the world championships for 2018 between the venue and calendar changes while we wanted to announce and lock in all the details sooner we're unable to be completely transparent since the venue and contracts aren't finalized what we can say is that our current plan would be to put the world championships in philadelphia at the end of the 2018 calendar year, and we hope to prove additional or provide additional clarity in the coming weeks. So, it is not at Origins. If there is anybody that's listening to this that is planning on going to Origins for the World Championships, it's not going to be there. So, change your plans now. I apologize very profusely for WizKids. If you already booked stuff out in July, like your hotel and travel and all kinds of stuff to go there just so you could go to worlds just to find out that it's not even in uh ohio anymore um to continue it says our world championships events will be similar to the experienced players know from origins our hero clays and dice masters there will be a world championships and on-site qualifying opportunities in parentheses it says those though those opportunities will not be a national championship there will be an opportunity to buy exclusive figures, and players can compete in Battle Royales, Rainbow Drafts, and themed side events. So, for those of you that are still going for the Battle Royales, like myself, you're not going to be affected. Uh, but if you plan on going to World Championships, man, you got kind of waylaid there. If this is the first time you're hearing about that, I am sorry to be the one to bring you the bad news. Wow, thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks a lot. Now you just ruined my day. You're, I can't believe it was you who brought me the bad news. No, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, that really does kind of suck. The no heads up at all from WizKids not only is just kind of the worst, but it's also going to Philadelphia in what we can only imagine is the winter when they say the end of the year at like an undisclosed time. Some people are saying it's going to be at PAX East. Uh, I think that would be a horrible idea, personally, but that's just me. Yeah, I have no idea what they were thinking or what they're doing. It's just, yeah. That's know. that's what I got. Yeah. That's. I just I really hope that there aren't too many people out there that spend a lot of money anticipating going to. I mean, this has been a thing for a while. People just knew in their head, Origins equals Worlds. Yep. And that's why they go. So they're they're already booking out ahead of time because they know that that's going to happen. All of a sudden, it just changes. That does really suck. But let's be honest, guys. Don't go canceling your Origins trips yet. You will be able to see me and Chris there, which is at least kind of cool. So yeah. take that. This will be this will be the first time that Calder and I have ever been in the same room at the same time. 
in real life. Whoa. Whoa, we're going to meet each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, maybe make it more about coming and hanging out with us, and we can all go out and eat and maybe do, like, a sweet Dial H, uh, I don't know, like a little panel or something. We can play Bad Samaritan in real life and beat up on Chris for choosing, like, Star Trek characters, you know? It sounds like... <laughs> Lol. <laughs> But no, seriously, uh, I really I apologize for, for WizKids because seriously, that is a downstairs. That was mix horrible. Up. But um, man, it <laughs> I I really I was really wanting to get this news out there as fast as possible because I just saw this like yesterday. Um, in case that one day someone did, oh man, can you imagine how bad I would feel if one of our listeners was like, I just booked my room for Origins last night. Ooh. Before I listen to your podcast, oh. why didn't you tell us sooner? Man, I am so sorry if that happened. <laughs> Come to Origins where you can meet Calder and Chris from Dial H for Hero Clicks. Where we'll apologize even further for WizKids. Mess up. Yep. So. Horrible. All right, do you have anything else you would like to talk about, Calder, in the news section? No, no I'm all good. Okay, well, you mentioned this last month or last episode. A new segment. Debuting on Dial H right now, Calder, take it away. Hello and welcome to the Meta Minute, where I go ahead and throw a timer on the clock, and we're going to talk the Meta just a little bit here on you know Dial H for Hero Clicks, uh, the Meta Minute, and I'm going to start that in three, two, one right now. So this week I wanted to cover a little bit about Lockjaw. So recently WizKids has been doing all sorts of rulings and such on their website and all the forums. So really quick. Uh, would Lockjaw just click his dial clockwise or not remove an affinity token when taking unavoidable or pushing damage? This is actually really important since Lockjaw doesn't really have willpower. So yes, if Lockjaw would be turned to a KO click due to taking either of those types of damage, he would die, uh, regardless of how many affinity tokens he had. So fun fact, if you in-cap Lockjaw to death while he's on his last click, you can actually easily kill Lockjaw, but that also means he doesn't take pushing damage. So technically he does take it, but he doesn't remove any of his tokens. So this makes him both one way to get around his tankiness and also another way with the fact that he can just keep going all day long. And another thing they said was, quoting a power here, free, choose a standard power and roll a d6. Then, you know, turn Lockjaw's dial to the click number. If you can already use the chosen power, then you modify your combat values by plus one. They did clarify that in order for Lockjaw to gain plus one to his combat values, the chosen power must be displayed immediately after clicking the dial. So you cannot click and then push and then have the power displayed and then be modified by plus one. It must be instantaneously displayed after he chooses and then clicks the dial. And that is all for the Meta Minute. A little bit more about Lockjaw. Tell me what you think about Lockjaw. I still believe he's going to be super meta and competitive scene, but I think it's just going to take a little bit more thinking on the player's part to make sure they don't push him up or have him have a token or really put him at risk on that final click, because that's a really bad way to lose 75 points just by someone's running shot in cap. And that is the Meta Minute. Two things. One, I didn't know that you could speak that fast. And two, well done. <laughs> yeah, it actually took me a minute and 42 seconds, and I was a little disappointed. But hey, we got through it, and happy we did it. Hey, first time, and I think you did a great job, man. Yeah, so, it was the right. first time. It took me a minute and a half. <laughs> all right. Calder's meta and a half. Meta minute and a half. That's what, that's what it should have been. And then one point. Hey, yo, hey, doing a podcast. Calder's right. misnamed segment. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Hey, 
Let's talk about something that's actually really cool. It's the beginning of the month. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, let, let me read a couple things, and then we'll jump into that. So you can uh, support Dial H for Hero Clicks on we work off the value-for-value value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, so if you feel like we give you some value in your life, consider showing us some love while leveling up your heroic rank so you can, hero you can earn your heroic titles. Heroic ranks uh, level up at the first of every month. Or following your one-time donations on PayPal. And don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community as you are producers of our podcast. So this is the beginning of the month, which means we've got some ranking up to do. Oh, yes, we do. And I'm pretty excited about that. we got quite we got, we got four people that are already ranking up this month. So joining the ranks. Let's do this. All right, going from just a regular listener to the title of Citizen is going to be Mike Templeton. Welcome to the ranks, sir. Also going from a regular listener to a Citizen is going to be Christian Bogan. I believe I'm pronouncing your name correctly. If I got it wrong, please correct me. Maybe it's Bochin? But I apologize if I butchered that. Uh, we have someone that's actually going to skip the rank of Citizen. Go right from a regular listener to the title of Vigilante, and that's going to be Lucas Van Hollen. So, Vigilante Lucas Van Hollen, welcome to the rank. And then lastly, we have, moving up once again, uh, from the rank of protagonist to a superhero or supervillain, and you're going to have to let us know on which one that's going to be, is going to be Ronnie Wineland. So, thank you, all of you. Uh, Ronnie, go ahead and let us know if you want to be a hero or villain in the podcast show notes and forever in your title. And uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta name yourself as in what your superhero or supervillain name is going to be. So hit us back with information about that. For those of you that did rank up this month, thank you. Uh, for those of you that were just jumping on as contributors to the podcast, as producers of the podcast, thank you. And as always, anybody out there that wants to jump on the bandwagon, get your heroic rank that will always be used in uh, any of our Twitter answers any of our facebook answers anytime you're mentioned on the podcast you will always and permanently have that title so thank you guys i just want to say also, thank you so much actually because this podcast means so much to us and you guys really help fund that and it's awesome we uh fun fact we do not have a single female patron so if there's anybody out there that is a female and listens to the podcast and you would like to be the first female on the podcast that is a, uh, a citizen or vigilante or what have you, now's your chance. You can jump on the bandwagon, too. There's that one female listener we have is feeling really pressured right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, guys. Now I have to. Uh, uh. Um, so, really, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, we will, as always, call you guys as your titles. So you have earned those. You will keep those. Um, even if you are not in the podcast show notes for the month that you contribute, as in you did like a one-time donation via PayPal, you'll be in the month uh, that you donated and then any subsequent month after that that you're mentioned on the podcast, you'll still keep your title until you donate again. So there's that. Okay. Uh, you guys are part of the community, and we love you guys as part of the community. So I just want to say that there's one thing I need to rectify before we move into actual community, and that is going to be an apology to Michael Miller, and here's why. Michael Miller responded to last week's Community Tuesday question 
on Facebook. And because he didn't uh, respond on Twitter, Calder didn't know that that is actually Citizen Michael Miller, oh. not just Michael Miller. So that is something we need to apologize, something that we'll rectify, and we always try to be better in the future. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think, because I already spoke to uh, Citizen Michael Miller and told him basically what happened, so we apologize I for I normally that. have their like names written down like on a sheet of paper, and I don't know. Uh, I must have lost it. I was off the ball, guys. What can I say? All right. Let's move on to the Community Tuesday question. The Community Tuesday question is going to, as always, be posted on Reddit, Twitter, and Facebook. This week's Community question, once I scroll down far enough, because I've been posting a lot of stuff this week, is going to be, with the upcoming power tweaks, what would you like to see changed? How would you change it? Would you replace any powers with entirely different mechanics? So, Calder, do you have anything that you would like to change? Yes, yes I did. I I want to say they can do something with Leap Climb. I personally would change it to where you can like get Passenger One, if that would like make sense. If you like a Leap, I feel like a Leap Climby character is also could either carry someone. I also feel like this could be applied to Super Strength, and maybe this would feel better on Super Strength, is if you give them Passenger One, because anybody that is super strong can think of a dumpster can carry their friend. So. Either way, I, I just like more ways to carry people. I was actually, no, that's better for Super Strength, now that I think about it. Uh, but Leap Climb just needs to kind of be fixed. Maybe make it like a little combination, uh, the sidestep or something. We'll see. So, that's really funny that you chose Leap and Climb to change, because I also chose Leap and Climb to change. Uh, I went a completely different route than you did, though, so here, here's where my creativity went into it. Leap and Climb is basically redundant at this point because they introduced a long time ago the mechanics of improved movement, right? Yep. So they're the same thing. So I was like, why do we even have Leap and Climb anymore? Here was my idea. Scrap Leap and Climb entirely. Just get rid of it. We can put everything under improved movement from now on out. Now, what do we replace it with? How about a power, something called Stand Your Ground, where... It's actually kind of the antithesis of movement. That being, if your character has not moved, has not been moved or placed since last turn, add two to their defense. Mm. So, Leap and Climb is already not a move and attack power. So, Leap and Climb characters are usually hands down worse than characters that do have some kind of move and attack. So, I thought... Maybe instead of giving some kind of major bonus or another kind of move and attack, like a sidestep or anything like that, maybe we should just stop altogether and give them some kind of benefit by doing that, by giving them additional defense. I thought that that would be pretty sweet, and because it's not on your defensive, uh, it's not on your defensive slot, you can still have a reducer, you can still have super senses or something like that, and this just gives you a way to get an additional. Uh, plus, it would definitely make a lot of those characters that have leap and climb. Ooh, way better. Way better because it, it'd be like they would automatically have this power now instead of leap and climb. However, I don't know if they could go back and like redo a lot of that stuff they're not going to do that obviously it would just have to be one of those things where it's like a figure errata it would just be an, a hero clicks umbrella errata okay yeah be. man bat rock leaper is going to be really weird <laughs> <laughs> well just uh. just give him 
just give him uh, improved movement, for everything sure. that he needs for the rest of forever, and then you don't ever have to worry about that. Um, that, that remember how we always talk about how certain characters should always have certain things forever, Very like true. as a trait. Like yeah. Spider-Man should always have super senses <laughs> because spider sense. So Batroc should always have leap and climb, but not leap and climb. Give him improved movement mm-hmm. because he's Batroc. Very true. You can't outwit a uh, trait. You can't outwit improved movement anymore. So that that should be a thing. Totally. Okay, why don't you hit us with one of the answers from our community uh, from Facebook. All right, uh, Matt Donald. Uh, basically, we have the exact same idea. Uh, he would like to see Leap and Climb get a bit of an upgrade, maybe even Passenger 1 if you have your movement. Have your movement? Oh, Passenger 1. Yeah. Okay. And they even kind of everybody kind of went in to go into a little discussion about Leap and Climb, which I quite like. So that's awesome you guys are interacting, and I love seeing that. All right, we have an answer from Citizen Collectible said, uh, give characters with Smoke Cloud the ability to use Stealth (laughs) via power action until their next turn. This would remain faithful to the intent of the power while giving Smoke Cloud a bit of a boost. Smoke Cloud is a power you don't often see used. Give characters with Super Strength the ability to destroy walls slash blocking terrain with a power action regardless of damage value. Someone with Superhuman Strength should be able to break through walls, right? This would add realistic flavor to gameplay without an imbalance. And then lastly, he said, if that seems overpowered, perhaps only grant the ability to break walls slash blocking terrain to super strengthy characters on a certain point value. So like 100 points and up maybe. So a couple things. Uh, I do wholeheartedly agree with the super strength. People should just be able to bust down walls regardless of damage. Uh, Why give them super strength if they can't break through a wall? Uh, Even the Kool-Aid man. Can break through walls, okay? That's all I'm saying. And that, by the way, that must be the most durable glass well, ever. You know, he, he does have a uh, three printed damage, Chris. Oh, yeah! Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, as far as the smoke cloud thing, I I like where he's going with this. I think they could even do more. I think the smoke cloud should just be a free action for, like, two. Oh, that would be cool. Or... Or something like that. Or any character that uses smoke cloud can automatically shift through the smoke cloud. Like you can move them into to the any smoke. of the squares. That about, yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd cool. Be really cool. Uh, if you watch the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you watch uh, Mikey throw down those egg bombs, that's just like a teleportation power. <laughs> or Batman does it with his smoke bombs all the time Very too. True. So, all right, shoot. All right, uh, David Herbert. Hypersonic speed should also grant charge. You have an option to use super strength. That would actually be pretty neat. You know, because if soups can come at me from 10 squares away without an object, he should be able to come at me from 5 squares away with a heavy object. Okay, cool. Actually, there's a uh, old school feat that you could add. I think it was like tear it up or sunder or something like that. You could just give your character a light object for moving. That was tear it up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's been a while. Okay, we have super fan and vigilante Seth Aaron, whose Twitter name this week is Buster Rhymes and Halloween H2O. <laughs> that was a horrible uh, movie, by the way. Um, make Force Blast a free action and have the D6 roll to balance it out. Might get more use out of it. Uh, the rest, I feel like, are fine in my opinion. I can see them making Pulse Wave damage the attacker, and it'll kill that power. Which, by the way, we'll get into that because he's not the only one that said something along Ooh. those lines of Pulse Wave. Interesting. All right. But, uh, Force Blast never gets used. 
It really doesn't. It's utilized very in a niche way, occasionally in some games, I would say. Yeah. So, a free action to knock people away, I think. I don't know, because those characters that don't have any kind of movement attack, you could just free action keep blasting them away every time. True. I don't know. There'd be some imbalancing issues if you made it a free action, for sure. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, Alan John Wilkinson. Impervious and Invincible need to be balanced out so that the former isn't utterly overshadowed by the latter. He's kind of right. Maybe move the take a maximum of three damage at once to Impervious. And maybe even include this new term, nearby, within four squares, line of fire, uh, which for purposes of this conversation is then applied natively to leadership instead of adjacent uh, four squares can be shouting range. I totally agree with that. Empowered Enhancement do not follow suit because the energy explosion testers uh, were promising murder. Also, while it's not one of his own hills to die on, I fully expect it, outwit, and adjacent to enter the same sentence at some point. We shall see. I like the new term, nearby, uh, shouting to people. It's really cool. Especially for leadership. Okay, I see it. That's cool, I like it. That's some. This is the originality we were going for here with this, with this question. And we always, you know, you guys should always be as original as you can on our uh, Community Tuesday question. You know where you won't get a lot of originality from? Where's that? Reddit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, Chris Kurtz said, it's not on the books, but I'd like to be able to uh, be able range a figure in stealth if the figure is based next to them. So, yes, I agree. What he really means is just to change stealth where it doesn't activate if a character is next to them. If you are next to a character in stealth, you should be able to see it, okay? Yeah. You sure should. That makes no sense. Fair enough. Uh, chance McCall. I like to see Precision Strike go back to just straight up nixing super senses. It's a good catch-all offensive power. He wants them to unnerf Mystics. And he'd also like to see an addition to the Thunderbolts TA that lets you wildcard, just for personal reasons. Oh, and uh, Old Mind Control is better too. He's not the only one that said that. So, Citizen Michael Miller said, I think Mind Control should let you use passive attacks, ta attack abilities. Example, Knockback from uh, Super Strength and Force Blast. Hmm. I, I realistically, I kind of think that they should change Mind Control back. I just don't like the whole move and only attack and can't activate certain things anymore. I feel like it made it more complicated than what it was. Yeah, totally. Fair enough. Malcolm Rush, man from Japan. You already got my answer, and I hope WizKids does. Do you might suggest the hint at Leap and Climb? Totally forgot that he answered into the Facebook page and not just on here, so I actually have to go and check the Facebook page's inbox. So, Chris, you can cover a guy while I do that, actually. Okay. Uh, we have Tiamu from Finland said, I don't like that TK now mixes range in the power. Uh, mixes ranges in the power. You can reach up to within your range, minimum range of six, but you can only place within six squares of starting square. I've hit the snag multiple times and will probably learn the correct way eventually, but the inconsistency irks me. Hmm. Nice. All right. Malcolm Rush is a doodly -doo -doo -doo. suggestion. Uh, if the attacker is adjacent, so this is kind of included in the original leap climb, uh, if the attacker is adjacent, you then can't roll breakaway, and you can still move one square adjacent to you. Uh, make this a sidebar item to explain. Also, since it's not your turn, you don't get an action token. <laughs> also, there we go. Do, do, 
Weak climb elevation does not affect adjacency when choosing targets for a close attack. That's just kind of how it works. And the new part is when an opposing character would miss an attack, you may move once you may move adjacent one square. I want to cough. <coughs> Man. And the reason is it's kinda like Batman and Spider-Man are avoiding attack to roll out of the way. So it's kinda like a different like kind of take on leap and climb. It's pretty cool. And I quite like it. And he added a little new part to do it. After you move one square. And he, oh, and he said, uh, Aaron from Tuco's from KO. Think that my suggestion would work better for combat reflexes instead of leap climb. So there's a little bit of uh, going on there, a little bit of conversation, and it's quite interesting. And we always encourage that on Dial H. Uh, it is a community, so make sure that uh, if there is somebody that just completely off base. Make sure you just degrade them into the ground on Facebook. And Twitter. No, wait, no, that's that's the regular internet. Don't do that on our stuff. <laughs> Have a conversation, get acquainted with each other. Uh, it's always fun when to see you guys going back and forth and stuff like that. Uh, my last answer on Twitter is going to be Jedi Legend says super strength should have the ability to create objects. Perhaps a role to der- to determine the object created. That way they can use super strength until the end. If need be. Yeah, because honestly, there's a lot of super strength that doesn't get used. Uh, once Very you cool. initially use it like that, you pick it up the first item and then you never have it again or you never use it again. Especially. And I think a lot of people are still actually forgetting that it does knockback now. Oh, yeah. You know, and characters that pick up like super strength midway through their dial, it's never used, honestly. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, Matt, you're a call on the Facebook. You'd like to see Leap Climb as a combo charge and ram abilities. So free half speed in a direction, ignoring hindering and elevated terrain and make a close attack, just kind of like normal Leap Climb. Uh, free, because you can't change directions in, in a leap, you know? People don't generally climb sideways. <laughs> I love that. Personally, I want a full speed movement, but I'm sure that would be too strong. So it'd be like running up and just kicking in the chest, and I think that's really cool. You know, I'm beginning to think that Everyone thinks they should change Leap and Climb. Oh, maybe it's a horrible power. Who knows? (laughs) Okay, moving on to Reddit. Now, I do want to backtrack a little bit. We did get some good answers on here. And then we got a bunch of people that didn't, I don't think, read the question because they started answering stuff that made no real sense. We were asking about powers, not every mechanic in the game. So Mm. there's that. But Breckenhip said, I'd like to see throwing objects become a worthwhile choice. I'd like to see less confusion for new players when it comes to the new mind control. So at least he talked about mind control. I asked how would you fix a mind control, and he said, I just think there is a lot of confusion as to why certain powers slash abilities are not used for a mind control. I personally would would prefer mind control to allow the use of several powers that are currently not allowed. I would also want two mind control characters to be able to hit each other. Is it at all possible to do while keeping the wording clear and easy for new players? I don't know. Now, he brings up a good point, because you've never been able to do this in the game of Hero Clicks. You're, now, if you read comics, you will, you will see characters like Professor X, Jean Grey, Karma, any kind of mind-controlling character. They will make people who are being mind-controlled attack each other simultaneously. That's a thing in comics, but there's no real mechanic to do that in this game. There's only one attack that way and then one attack back i don't know i don't know how to do it in this game mm-hmm. i don't know if you could um it took years and years for magic the gathering to in- institute a mechanic called fight i think is what it's called where you just basically have characters do damage to each other and you could make your opponents fight each other and it was kind of cool so i don't know maybe they could i mean they're willing to steal the planeswalker idea from magic so they might as well steal all the other stuff too. <laughs> uh 
on Facebook. Sisson, uh, Christian Bogan. I think Super Strength should give you an inherent ability to move through one piece of blocking terrain and destroy it. After moving through it, the mechanic seems comic accurate, such as people like Hulk or Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man. Superman. Uh, they don't seem to be slowed down by walls and barricades, etc. I think this is really cool, and it just kind of reminds me of how, like, that one scene in Captain America, Winter Soldier, where he's just running around, he just busts through that wall to keep running after the Winter Soldier. Yeah, totally. Like, And Superman just throws people and flies through buildings like it's no problem, so super strength for characters like that, just bust down one square at least, would be awesome, and it would bring more characters to the forefront to actually destroy blocking terrain, since that's, like, the most prominent thing that's hard to counter nowadays, because I think there's only one character, uh, like an easy character call-in for more meta things, is like Colossus, who can destroy blocking terrain. Blocking terrain is like the most powerful thing in the game right now. But anyways. <laughs> blocking terrain, meta OP, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Deadpool 7 on Reddit has this like super ridiculous block of text, and he went through every single slot, movement, attack, defense, and damage, and just chose, like, almost every one of them and changed every one of them. So, I am definitely not going to read every one of them, but I will briefly go through one from each of the four slots. Let's do stealth. If you're adjacent, you can see them. It's ridiculous that you can punch someone, but you can't out with them. Agree. Attack. Let's do, let's see, pulse wave, since no one else has talked about pulse wave. Maximum of four damage. It should, it should still be a nuke, but it shouldn't be able to one-shot figures more than 50 points. Uh, let's go for barrier on defense. Add a passive plus one to defense. Ooh. I feel like characters that can create walls would be a little more attuned to using them to defend themselves. Uh, okay, so at this point I was like, then they would just add it to the number. Why would they just add one to the defense? Like as part oh, yeah, of the power. Interesting. Uh, I, See what you're saying. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then damage, just because no one else has talked about this. Uh, let's talk about... One that I completely disagree with. Probability control. Criticals cannot be re-rolled. Both misses and hits. No. 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 All right? (laughs) I disagree wholeheartedly. That's dangerous. You're playing with fire there, dude. (laughs) All right. All right. How many more you got on Uh, Facebook? This is is the last one on Facebook, actually. Okay. Uh, Tristan Campos, Blades Claws Fangs also could be a ranged attack as well. Then, you know, certain characters, like, throw their swords or knives or whatever. It would be realistic. Example, Captain Boomerang. And then Jacob Prairie went on to go, there are already characters with ranged blades cause flanks. No real need to change it. You can just give them a special ability, just like Nomad or Gladiator from AEW. And he's like, oh, thanks. I was a little drunk when I posted this. Thanks for the heads up. Looks like I got <laughs> <laughs> I got a huge laugh okay. out of that. I thought that was awesome. All right. Chris. Hey, if you guys want to listen to our podcast drunk and post things drunk, that I mean... We'll probably censor it a little bit, but at least it'll be funny. Yep. <laughs> um, another character I do want to throw in there that has an ability similar to Throne Blades is going to be the newest Drax, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, something like that, right? Don't know. I, I'm, I don't, I'll try to find that eventually. I can't remember. Oh, wait, no, I found it. Wow, that was, that was easy. Uh, slice and Dice. Drax begins the game with two Blades tokens on his card. When he has two of these, he can use Flurry. Oh, yeah, you can make a ranged combat attack, and you do roll. Blade Throw, that's the name of his special attack power. So, yes, there are those. All right, quickly going through the rest of Reddit, we have Adosa Buckley said, I'd like to see the ability to mind control friendlies. Uh, this would make – did I already read that one? No. No, I, 
Hey, so it's just go. another person that agrees. Uh, this would make mind control really good, as it would give you the opportunity to give move and attack to any figure you have. Maybe there'd be a penalty for it, though. Like, if you have mind control your own character, they're given an action token. Maybe that's from your pool of a available actions. Now, there was a response to this that countered his, his thought on mind control, and I do want to go over this because it actually makes a lot of sense, and I agree with the comment more than I agree with the original uh, change to mind control. Uh, Bentley82 said, I think, flavor-wise... Most people wouldn't team with a person controlling their actions. Mind control is typically very frowned on in comic book lore, so it makes sense that they don't allow it. It would also make move and attack figures very powerful. So if you read comics, he's right. You don't see mind control, like you don't see Jean Grey mind that controlling Colossus to a, do an additional smash with Colossus. You just see Jean Grey trying to take out an enemy. So yeah, it does go against flavor to mind control your own character. Um, Bentley82 did have his own uh, response, said, close slash range ob object attack. Absolutely remove this and revert it back to the previous rules for using objects. Worst rule change in the game. Who? Uh, Ultimate Thunder God said, I would get rid of willpower and only have indomitable. Now, I agree on the surface of this. It does make sense to get rid of willpower. Um, I would do the same with uh, Super Strength and make a new attack combat symbol for it similar to Indom. Then I'd shift mind control to green attack and shape change to purple defense, and that makes more sense for both. At this point, I just feel like he's playing the cup game, but with powers and just ship, shifting them around. All right, interesting. Uh, Magnus Cthulhu said, I'd like to see Pulse Wave limited to printed damage for single targets. It's not a huge deal. I just don't like a power that can ignore everything and get boosted from a bunch of perplexes. Agreed. For sure. It makes no sense. And then, let's see, we've got my last answer from Bill4935. I think the game balance has shifted towards attacking and away from mobility slash harassing. So I would boost the finesse powers. And he lists three out here real quick and what he would change. Plasticity. This should be the hard counter to hypersonic speed as it was in 2015. Characters that move adjacent to a plasticity opponent should have to stop and end their movement for the rest of the turn. Whatever wording that would prevent hypersonic speed attacks, but allow charge or sidestep attacks. Smoke Cloud. Smoke Cloud characters can now put down six tokens. How about they get to move? I thought they could always put down six tokens. Is it four Is now? I don't no, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure it's, it's six. Still six. Yeah. How about they get to move before or after placing smoke tokens, one square of movement for each token they give up? So move three. Mo so move up to three. Place only three smoke tokens, or place four tokens, then sidestep away after. I love this, okay? So I really love this idea. You start with, like, a total point total of, like, six. And then for every point you, that you spend on a smoke token, right? Okay. You can move that one less. So if you only move one, if you throw down one smoke, you could teleport, like, five squares away to the smoke, right? But if you throw down three, you can only move three. But I feel like you should have to end up in the smoke because it's smoke cloud. And everyone in the comics uses it as, like, a getaway. So I don't know. Or just to obscure people attacking. So I don't know. I just really like the idea of it. Maybe in the future we could see a character that does some kind of, I don't think that they would ever change smoke cloud to this. But we could see some really wonky power in the future on, like, a Batman where they get to do ah, something like this. Oh, that would that be would cool. Be Man, that's like your ultimate smoke cloud. I like it. 
Okay, well, I think that's all that we have for the answer of the Community Tuesday question. As we mentioned, uh, I don't think we mentioned this last week, but we did put it on Twitter and Facebook that we're going to give away a copy of Iron Man 3. So, Calder, will you uh, pick somebody for I the giveaway? I absolutely will. Uh, due to the fact that you actually were the only person to mention leadership, and I totally agree that shouting should work as leadership. It's not like a, hey, get over here, look at my plan, be directly next to me as I take a token off you. I definitely think it would be powerful for leadership to work as range, and it does work as range in some cases. But I absolutely love the idea of the term nearby. So, Alan John Wilkinson, you are this week's player of the week, I guess. Uh, yeah, you're the winner. <laughs> so, go ahead and message into Facebook or Twitter with War Machine Rocks with an X uh, to get <laughs> your copy of Iron Man 3. Oh, man, you really missed a Rocks on joke there. Oh. Oh, sad face. And I was doing a cool okay. reference, I thought, but okay. War Machine rocks. I like it. With the next. Okay, well, uh, we don't have any birthdays this week, so if you have somebody in your life, somebody that plays at your venue, a local player, a judge, or somebody that you just care about that's going to have a birthday in the next week, get a hold of us. Let us know what their birthday is and their name. That way we can give them an official Dial H for Hero Clicks. Arabian birthday. Uh, jump on to Twitter. Uh, you can check out the daily comic book trivia calendar entries that I've been posting on there. Uh, I, I think quite a few people are liking it, and even though the people that are not answering a lot of the Community Tuesdays questions, they are getting on there and reading the comic book trivia, which is always an option. Uh, you guys are not obviously required to answer the Community Tuesday, but this might give you some additional content to look forward to, and it posts daily except on the weekends. So you can jump on there and read that stuff. And hopefully it makes you happy. There's been some really cool, interesting comic book trivia that has popped up on this calendar so far. So I'm really liking it. Um, let's see. You can find us on Twitter at Dial H for HeroClix. That's the number four. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Dial H for HeroClix. And if you would like, you can send us in an email to Dial H for HeroClix at gmail.com. Uh, thank you guys again for supporting us on uh, Patreon. Uh, you can support us through PayPal if that is an option you would like to do to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, we just like entertaining you guys and uh, bringing you the best HeroClix content that we can. Uh, we are episode 199 right now, so next week is going to be a big, and I repeat, a big episode for us. Um, 200 is uh, not only a huge milestone, but we're going to try to do something a lot different than what we have been doing recently. Um, something that I think is going to make a lot of people happy. So make sure that you tune in next week. And if there are listeners, uh, I'm sorry, if you are a listener and you're at your local comic book shop with your players, with your other players, and not a lot of them listen to the podcast, uh, episode 200 is going to be a good jumping on point for them. So very uh, new listener friendly. So see if you can get people in your community to start listening to the podcast as well. Growing the community as we are always trying to do to just uh, give you guys the most amount of entertainment that we can. So, Calder, do you have any last thing before we sign off? Actually, yes. We completely forgot to mention Avengers Infinity. Uh, whoops. So this oh, in the new section. Yeah, the pre-release. Hey. Uh, so pre-releases are going to be like between May 2nd and, of course, when it comes out, like May 15th sometime. So in that little two-week span uh, we got three figures shown off. Double Dinosaur and Moon Girl. So there's Moon Girl for the first time ever. Uh, an old school Groot. And a Captain America figure. It's a chick riding a shield. I believe it's Roberta Mendez. I may be wrong, but that's my biggest guess. 
Uh, sorry, I just completely spaced the entire time. I don't know if we put this in news or not, but I just wanted to make sure. Hey, pre-release events, Avengers Infinity. That's a set. That's a thing. Oh, last thing I want to say. MSRP looks like it's going to be, <laughs> what, $160? Yes. For a brick of Infinity. You are paying, so, you big boosters. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's a tad bit higher than it is for a typical five-figure uh, yeah, booster. So, just just a thought. Throw that out there in the future. When you're like, oh, man, that Infinity set's too rich for my blood. I'd love to go support my favorite podcast on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? Yes, I do. If you want to pick up some Avengers Infinity or pre-order it, you can do so at CoolStuffInc.com. Dialage for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. See you guys next week. See ya.